podcast with me phil and me paul and in this first podcast of 2015 we're returning to series two of doctor who we're delving back into the past with our uh as i say a very long-winded retrospective of of series two and uh this time as we can finally remember what where the hell we were up to uh this time it is school reunion that we're covering yes yes so uh but um did you have a good new year paul um, I had yeah, I had a, had an okay New Year. Slowly recovering. Yes, yes, you, you're still fighting off sickness. I understand. I am, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm just uh, yes. It was it was a, it was a busy New Year. Put it that way. It was busy. It was busy for me. So yes, uh, back to the sinful world of work now. Fantastic. Yes, yes. yes. It's, it's all a distant dream. It is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> a few days off. Oh dear. Right, so what's been happening since we've because we've been away for a, a couple of weeks now, so what has been happening? Um, now, fortunately, um, I hope this isn't going to be a, a, a trend of this year because it, it certainly was back in uh, back in 2014. Um, unfortunately, we, we got two losses to the world of Doctor Who to report on uh, since we last been off air and or been on air. Sorry. Um, now, first up, Bernard Kay. Um, died at the age of 86. Now, for those who don't know Bernard Kays, he was in quite a few Doctor Who stories. Um, first of all, um, actually, he was in Carry On Sergeant, actually, with William Hartnell, believe it or not. Um, but he's actually in um, Dalek Invasion of Earth. I think if you remember him from that, he played Tyler. It was a Saladin um, in The Crusade. Then later on, he was with Patrick Trout and the Faceless Ones. And then John Pertwee in Colony in Space. Uh, now, he's actually quite a well-regarded... Um, theatre actor as well, and he's done an awful lot of television. Uh, but I say, the age of 86, it's a, a, oh, I say it's a good age to reach. There's no good age to pass away, really, is there? No. So, no, and, it, and every year you get older, it seems. Uh, that, that seems more true. It does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, but I, actually, I think... I don't think anything we can say here would, would, would do the man justice. I think um, I would actually forward people onto ra- the late, latest episode of Radio Free Scarrow, if I'm honest, uh, where yeah. um, they interviewed Toby Haydock, who knew Bernard Kay uh, quite well. And he there's a really nice piece about him on there yeah. um, from Toby. So I would definitely recommend you go and listen to, go and listen to that because um, it gives a, a, a bit of an insight into, into the man. And they also... Quite um, eulogised quite a bit about his performances, uh, Corporal Hartwig, in episode cold. It's called Tweedledum, which I do remember watching. They repeat they repeated it just that episode. I don't know why uh, uh, why they did that, but it's always stuck with me. Um, but I say if if you can source that episode of cold, it's out because it's a very very um, good episode. It really is, and I can fully understand why everyone really sort of. Lords that episode because it's it's excellent. It really is. Um, now, unfortunately, um, someone else also passed away. Director Fiona Cumming has died at the age of seventy-seven. Now, she um, directed. Now, I didn't realize quite a few episodes of Doctor Who. Yes, uh, which I didn't. I'd never realized. I knew she'd done uh, what's it, Enlightenment. I knew that, um, but I didn't realize she'd also done uh, Castrovalva and uh, Snake Dance as well. Uh, we recently. 
done a commentary on Kestra Velva, so... Yes, indeed, I never realised. Um, and also she did uh, Planet of Fire as well. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I never realised she actually directed that much. Um, I've always got a bit of a, um, a sort of a soft spot for enlightenment, to be honest. I don't know why. It's just a, such, a, a, such a weird story. Yeah. It really is. Um, but if it, she still couldn't coach a good, a good performance out of Lee John, though, could she? So. <laughs> well, there, there are limits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, one of the, the very few sort of female directors of, in, in Doctor Who throughout its entire history, really. Yeah. So there's only, I think back in that day, was her and, was it Paddy Russell? Yeah, would be. I think yeah. I think was that was it. Um, I'm trying to think what Paddy Russell actually directed. Wasn't didn't she do um, Pyramids of Mars and maybe oh I've forgotten it. The Brain of Morbius. I can't remember. She certainly did Pyramids of Mars. Remember that much? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But um, but also other things she did as well. She I mean she also did uh, two episodes of Blake Seven. As well, it seems to be like a, a a fit for people who sort of leave Doctor. They sort of go out to Blake Seven for a while, don't they? Well, I suppose there was 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 a set connection there. Yeah, and, exactly, exactly. And it, and it probably was just a case of the BBC looked upon it as, oh, you do that sort of stuff. We've got this new got this new stuff, so you can do that as well. You know, You're, yeah, I think you're probably hitting that on the head. That was probably the attitude of um, <laughs> the uh, the upper echelons of the BBC at the time, wasn't it? So, yeah, and you're going to get people that have said, oh, no, I don't do that sort of... I do proper drama. Yes, exactly. I do children's television. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, sad we have to sort of kick off the year um, with that kind of news, really. But um, yeah. but anyway, let's let's try and move on to... Let's move on to other, other stuff now. Um, now, we've actually... Um, <laughs> we had a request from uh, one of our listeners, um, Ben Reeds, that w- w- there'll be stats... In this week's episode, um, well, we don't like to disappoint our listeners, do we, Paul? No, no. So here we go. But <laughs> <laughs> we managed to. Every week. <laughs> I, yeah, try as we might, we always end up disappointed. <laughs> so it's funny. My wife says that as well, actually. <laughs> um, yes, we... and she's got the stats to prove it. <laughs> An audience appreciation index. <laughs> Oh god! Right, okay, yes, Ben, we do have some stats for you, um, and not just for all our listeners, of course, because uh, mm. yes, we have the chart position, the final chart position of last Christmas. Uh, um, now, I think when we last reported on this, it was the seventh most watched program of the day. Well, taking all the time shift figures in into account, it's now moved up to the sixth most watched program of the day, with eight point two eight million viewers. And I see they've hey. taken our advice and, and combined the Queen's message for both BBC One and ITV. Yes, they have, split they? it originally. Well, damn, damn right, too. Bloody hell. Um, now, apparently, this, this is down from the 11.14 million uh, for Time with the Doctor, but obviously I think that's probably a, a big hitter because that was the Matt Smith's final episode, wasn't it? Yeah. But the interesting thing is, though, that all, none of the um, programmes on Christmas Day got above 10 million. No, and the closest was Mrs. Brown's boys, um, which got a audience figure of nine point seven million. So, so I mean, it's, yeah. it's reasonable in it's. Yeah, the, I, think, I think it just goes to show that viewing viewing habits really have changed, and this, yeah. this obsession of um, certain stats. <laughs> well, no, no, it's the, it's the obsession of, of certain. Um, I think there was something doing the rounds 
again for, for the Daily Mirror uh, about the Moffat was told to um, go back to more family friendly uh, plots and, and scripts because the, 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 the viewers are leaving the series in droves and the viewing figures prove that. Um, well, it doesn't. It's, it's utter crap, to be honest. Um, but the, another thing as well, the final viewing figures don't include the iPlayer downloads, uh, which apparently got 1.6 million requests during the Christmas week. So there's there's still you know there's an awful lot of figures to consolidate there. It really is. But and the most outstanding thing on 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 that, particularly this bit we're looking at, is the uh, is the tardy starting times. <laughs> yes. Can't, can't I get them exact? Oh no! I just haven't looked at what what have they got then? What have they got for? Oh well, no! You, you've got stuff. I mean, I'm presuming this is the, like Doctor Who started at eighteen fourteen. <laughs> it's, it, it was scheduled to start at 1815 oh come so, on come on <laughs> Coronation Street 1959 I think you found they've also rounded up the figures as well it's 8.3 it was 8.28 I think you'll find right. <laughs> <laughs> they've been exact with the starting times but not with the figures well that's it we're never covering stats ever again <laughs> they again. cannot be trusted <laughs> Someone, some, someone here is I'm very, very too precise and not precise enough. Yes, indeed. Oh. Very, very strange. Very strange. Yes. But at the end of the day, um, we keep reporting on these stats because it pads the news out. But at the end of the day, they don't really mean a lot anymore. No, to be honest, they really don't. Um, we, I think we will go back what the man himself said last year when we saw him at that. Um, uh, that oh, what the hell was it? The television thing we went to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they never invite us back to. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember the bloody name of the, the society. Royal Television <laughs> Society, yes, that was it. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And they gave us free drink as well. It's we been... still can't plug them. <laughs> it's been a long week. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, as he said himself, viewing habits have changed and people watch uh, TV in completely different ways now. You yeah. know, they, they watch it when they want, not when it's actually on. They can record it, they can download it off iPlay or, or you know, it's or stream it. Loads of different ways you can watch television. It's not just limited to Doctor Who. It's all sorts of shows now. Yeah. It's absolutely everything. So, uh, yeah, we just do it just, just so we can have a bit of a laugh with it, really, and um, and, and pad some time out. <laughs> and it's all right giving you the figures for the previous, viewing figures for previous ep- Christmas specials. Yeah. Which then makes this look well down on those. But unless you're going to put it in context as to what other programmes we're getting on those days. Mm. It's not really telling you anything. It's not. It's not, to be honest, because everything was down this year. Yeah. Absolutely everything. I think people were just enjoying themselves rather than watching uh, Christmas telly, which, to be honest, isn't that great anymore. Well, whether it is or not, I mean, yeah, there's there's other things to do at Christmas. There is, like getting drunk and eating. (laughs) Yes. Important things. Yes. (laughs) Right, now, on to um, other news. Um, now, a little bit of Series 9 casting news, and the only bit of Series 9 casting news we've had uh, so far. Um, now, I've come across this on the Den of Geek website. Now, those of you who follow us on Twitter and also on our um, Facebook group, you'll see I'll, I'll post the link up there. But uh, Paul Kay has joined um, Series 9. He's the first guest star to be announced. Uh, now, apparently, he's going to be in... Well, the, the, what was I say? They don't actually know... They said he's going to be a print episode in the first chunk of Series 9, which is currently being filmed, and the speculation is it will probably be in Episode 1. Yes. Yes. Now... Due to the character's name. Yes. The character's name is Prentice. 
Yes. Now they've just sort of said, could this be to do with the title, The Magician's Apprentice? Yes. Um, I think that's a little bit too obvious, but I think there's other conversations with someone I don't else. know. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, because I had a conversation with someone else on Twitter and they said, well, after last year, maybe the obvious is the, yes. <laughs> is the way they're going with this now. Who knows? But um, now I think um, I really know him as Dennis Penis. Uh, but I think a lot of people will now know him as Thoros of Mir in Game of Thrones, which I've never watched. No. Never no, seen it. No, never seen it. Never seen it. But um, So if we do get any more... I don't um, see what the attraction is with these nerdy series that go on forever. <laughs> no, me neither. I just don't under... <laughs> I don't understand them at all. No. Well, why waste your time on oh. these nerdy pursuits? <laughs> right, okay. Now, uh, last up in the proper news uh, section... Uh, Doctor Who makes the shortlist of the National Television Awards uh, for 2015. Um, now, it's only been nominated in the Best Drama car- uh, category, and it's up against Sherlock, Downton Abbey, and the Scylla Black biopic, Scylla. Nice. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, no actors from Doctor Who have actually been shortlisted for an award no, this year, just... which is uh, a bit surprising, I thought, because I, thought, I thought Capaldi was worthy of a nomination. Yeah, if you ask me, but uh, none of them make the shortlist. Um, but there is a, a kind of a, a Doctor Who connection there because the star of Scylla uh, was Sheridan Smith, um, who's now plays Lucy Miller in the in the Big Finish audio dramas, and she's been nominated for Best Drama Performance um, from from Scylla. So yeah. I would imagine all the Who, all the who at be, exactly, we are clashing at straws. So I imagine all the uh, Who folk will be rooting for her. So, um, yes. so the votes can be cast by the public until midday on the twenty first of January, and the awards ceremony will also take place on the same day at the O2 in London, and that's going to be broadcast live on ITV at seven thirty pm. So mm. there we go. Uh, but just to um, sort of nudge everyone's memories, that Doctor Who won the award for best drama last year. Um, so and it sort of actually held that top from 2005 right through to 2010. So it says here, yes. So which I I can't remember, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, that's well, it. I, I think there was just basically that it seemed to sweep the awards right the way through. Well, particularly most see, of the yeah, most see, of the. It the, seems the, during the, the David Tennant years, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Certainly does, but uh, anyway, anyway, that's it for the news. But coming up right now, it's a long overdue trip to Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Right now, we've got four items of tat for you this uh, this time round, and they're all courtesy from Entertainment Earth, bringing Hollywood home. Okay, now these are um, where well, could I actually put these? These are all sort of like um, beverage holders, aren't they? Three are. Three are. I suppose you could put a. A beverage in the second one that we you can try. You can try. Why don't we put your sandwiches in to go with your beverage? Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh, right now, the first up is a Doctor Who twenty ounce hand painted glass. Um, I don't know what twenty ounces because this is all in American measurements, imperial measurements. Um, I don't know what twenty ounces equates to. Is that like a pint? It looks like uh, a pint glass, doesn't it? It does. I doubt it's a it's a pint glass. No, me neither. Uh, but. It's it's a it's hand painted as well. It does look well. I wouldn't have one myself. Put it that way, but <laughs> no, it, it, it's a bit different, isn't it's it? It's different. It's very different. 
Um, it's in sort of the TARDIS blue with the TARDIS motif and Gallifrey symbols on it, and it's got around the rim of the glass, it's got um, the police public call box symbol, and there's sort of a design inside the glass as well. Um, now, this isn't available until March this year. Um, it does an estimated date subject to change. Uh, now, that is going for the. And this, this does seem. I know it's hand painted, but come on. $41.99. Yes. That's a lot of money for a glass. Hand painted yeah. or not, that does sound a lot of money. Um, that does say here that this unique hand painted collectible glassware makes an ideal gift for any fan of Doctor Who. Uh, designed by fine artist Adrian Villeneuve. I hope I said that right. Um, each piece utilises an exclusive multidimensional reverse art technique which uses no paint on the inside uh, of the glass. Holds up to 20 ounces of liquid, hand wash only, not dishwasher safe, do not microwave. <laughs> yes, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, the other um, bit of tat alluded to, which you, you could possibly put a... Um, uh, a drink in if you so wish I, would, I probably wouldn't recommend it it's a Doctor Who TARDIS shaped tin tote yes um, which we would probably call a lunch box really yeah yeah or do they call them lunch pails in America I'm not entirely sure I've, no idea no idea uh, again this is available to pre-order and uh, will be delivered in March 2015 again estimated date subject to change and uh, this goes for the price of $12.99 which is a bit more like it's it a bit more like it yeah. a bit more like it um, yes it's just a tin box with a handle on it which has got the TARDIS on it really hmm. that's it can't say much more about it yeah yeah um, as usual they've given it a little trying to make it sound quite exciting you know so uh, whether it's holding lunch or storing gear this fun retro tin tote is sure to please fans of Doctor Who! Exclamation mark. Designed and shaped to look like the TARDIS, this awesome tin is a must-have for the Doctor Who collector. Um, <laughs> measures eight three-quarter inches tall, uh, times a four and three-quarter inches long, and three inches wide. Yes, um, there you go. And as it's tin, and as it's tin, don't put this in the microwave. No, no. <laughs> but can you put it in the dishwasher? No one said. No one said. Don't leave it out in the rain. But now another one, um, a Doctor Who eighteen ounce Triton water bottle. Uh, pff, it's a water bottle. I don't know what Triton means. I've no idea, but it's a water bottle basically. Uh, this will cost you sixteen dollars ninety nine cents. Available to pre order. Delivered in March uh, this year. Yeah, it's a water bottle with some Doctor Who pictures on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, now, but, it, but it holds less liquid than the glasses, so we can get a, we're getting an idea on what the size of the glasses are. Exactly. So, but again, they, unless this is a very small bottle, well, it might be. But they do try and make they try and really build it up, don't they? Because the the, uh, the little description for this goes: a day of fun awaits you today. Get out and play. Stay hydrated along the way with this BPA for it. What's BPA? Is uh-huh. it some chemical thing? Either. Yeah, um, yeah, stay hydrated along the way with this BPA-free, reusable and recyclable water bottle. I should bloody hope so at that price. With bold and bright design of the TARDIS. It looks amazing! Exclamation mark. Holds up to 18 ounces of liquid. Oh, here you go. Hand wash only. Not dishwasher safe. Do not microwave. Right. On the basis they haven't told us that the uh, the tin <laughs> the tin box isn't... isn't... Not to dishwasher safe, do not microwave. Can we do that then? <laughs> no, mate, we can then. It's like. We're <laughs> that... just taking it that, it that if you don't tell us, then we're going to do it. <laughs> is it. 
It's like once I scrubbed out on a plastic bag, do not put on your head, and I immediately put it on my head. <laughs> that was so close, wasn't it? That it was. Like, well, I, I quickly wrote it back on again. <laughs> it's lucky you had the pen to it hang. Was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh dear, that's actually an old Lexi Sale joke. So I take no absolutely no credit for that whatsoever. <laughs> um, now, last up in Tat Corner, it's a Doctor Who twenty ounce heat reactive ceramic travel mug. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now it, this again is coming in March this year. Available to pre-order for seventeen dollars ninety-nine cents. Uh, so again, seems quite expensive for a for a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the description of this one is: Don't leave home without your favourite beverage and an iteration of the TARDIS. This Doctor ceramic travel mug has awesome heat change properties that show cool images from Doctor Who when you add hot liquid. Does it show hot images when you had cold liquid? But, but maybe it's like those pens you turn upside down <laughs> and Jenna Carmen gets naked. <laughs> Put cold liquid in it. All right, okay. Uh, it holds up to 20 ounces of liquid, hand wash only, not dishwasher safe, do not microwave. <laughs> Does it, oh yeah, you sort of turn up and Perry turns, gets into a bikini as you turn it upside down. <laughs> Is that hand wash only? <laughs> It's a hand something, but <laughs> I'm not going to ask how many ounces of liquid. I <laughs> oh dear! Uh... Uh, <laughs> I think we need to leave this now. <laughs> yes, and it's not microwave proof either. <laughs> oh god! Right, okay. Should we leave that there before? I... I think we. I think we. I think we need to walk away from this. Let's there. quickly turn back up the path before we can't go. <laughs> yes. Obviously, point of no return. Okay, everybody. So that's it for the news. That's it for Tech Corner. So coming up very, very shortly is Harry. I can't stop laughing. Now. Is our review of? Um, oh dear, I can't stop. Oh dear. Right, start again. Of our review of school reunions. So for another week, then that was the news. <laughs> Right then, everybody, it's time to kickstart our Series 2 retrospective after a... How long has it gone since we last did it, actually? I can't remember. Yes, I have no idea. No, no idea. That no, was way back last year. Um, so anyway, let's restart our Series 2 retrospective with a look at School Reunion. Good morning, class. Are we sitting comfortably? May I introduce Miss Sarah Jane Smith? Hello. K9! Three months ago, it turns out all the kitchen staff were replaced. See, there's definitely something going on. I was right to call you out. You seem to be something new. Maximum defense mode! Boy in class this morning. Got knowledge way beyond planet Earth. Affirmative, master! The time has come, my brothers. Today we shall become gods. Oh my god. Pain and loss, they define us as much as happiness or love. Everything has its time. And everything ends. Right, it is my turn to kick this one off, isn't it? It is. It is, okay. Um, I actually still really enjoy this episode. I think it's a really good, fun um, episode. I think it's made all the more sort of poignant now, knowing that Liz Sladen's no longer with us. Yes. Uh, and I think... I, can't, I know this led on to the Sarah Jane Adventures, um, which... It was a kids' show, but I've watched and enjoyed that as well. And it's, I think it's just such a, a shame, and I, I just still can't believe that she's gone. 
No. That's the first thing that sprung to mind was watching. I still can't believe Liz Sladen has gone. They're taken from us far, far too soon. Really, really was. Um, but and especially, um, I mean, really, the whole episode is about her, isn't it? Uh, to it a is, certain degree. Uh, it is. To so, well, her and basically Rose's reaction to yeah. her. Yeah. Um, that, think- is, that is more the plot line. Although, and to be honest, could easily have overshadowed. What was the 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 the, the back the main story presumably the main story to this? Mm. Um, I thought actually Anthony Head's performance of Mister Finch actually keeps it going the main plot well instead of it just then becoming the Sarah Jane Rowe show. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, I think it's the it's not like the first time that they actually sort of broached the subject of what happens. After the doctors drop a companion off, yes, really. So it, it does address that. Um, whether whether the whole thing about Sarah Jane sort of never really got over the doctor, and it does seem to they seem to allude the fact that she was a little bit in love with him. Yeah. So there was never anyone could match up to to the doctor at all. Uh, I, I don't know whether that was such a a, a, a wise thing to do with Sarah Jane. But, no. they, but they didn't overplay it too much, which is a. I, think just, I suppose yeah. they had to do that to, to make the rose a bit more um, poignant, I suppose. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, if she had just come on as the friend of the Doctor, mm. it wouldn't have had that the impact for Rose. No, it probably wouldn't have done. Uh, I, but do you know what, though? I, that's the thing that... The only thing that did great on me in this was Rose. And I know yeah. it's nothing to do with Billy Piper. It was the way it was written. I, I just think that was a mistake. She was so smug and 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 possessive, and it that really grated on me. It really did. And they turned Sarah Jane into into doing that as well. And that's, that's uh, my only criticism. Yeah, of I, this really. T- t- to be honest, it's going to be hard because as as a fan as as we are of yeah. the older stuff, you, we are just sitting there going. Sarah Jane. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so actually, the, the times that actually Billy Piper's on the screen, we're just like, get off, get off. Come on, let's <laughs> stay back on. Yeah, let's have more David Tennant and Liz Slayton, please. Yes. Yeah. So, I well, mean, it, it was Jane. a bit of a hiding to nothing in terms of that to us, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Rose was not my favourite character um, in, in Doctor Who. I mean, I think she worked well in the first series, but when it got to David Tennant, um, yeah. He just made this, you know, lovesick girl hanging off his every word and being really possessive and spoil and I, yeah. I, I, it it didn't sit well with me. And as I say, that's the only thing for me that ruins this episode. Yeah, yeah everybody you know, else actually is really <coughs> good in this. Yes, they are. It's uh, even probably Mickey's best. I think. Yeah, I episode. Think, I think so up to in, this in point, the fact yeah. that he yeah. actually does have the. You get an insight from him as well that he's worked out where he is mm. and seems to be actually in this, assert- well, not asserting himself, but at least getting comfortable with himself in where he is in his relationship with Rose and mm. whatever. He adjusts a lot better to the situation than she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. And I know he does get that, um, he does get that really good line sort of when he, you know, to the doctor, but all the ex and the missus. Yeah, together all that's every man's worst nightmare. So yeah, he, I mean, he does get that 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 good line, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether that was. Oh no, even the other one. Even the other one. The, the, I, I think I've done really well. I haven't told you. I haven't said I told you so. He goes, but I worked out a dance for later if you yeah. want. To see. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Actually, yeah. Like me. <laughs> yeah. It's. Um, I, mean, I mean, the other thing as well, but it reintroduces K nine back into the series as well. Um, yeah. And I mean that. I mean that really is. I know. I think Russell C. Davis said he didn't want to dwell too much on the classic series by bringing these two characters back. But it was so nostalgic. And I think that's probably why, for me, this episode works so well. Yeah. Just to see Sarah Jane and K-9. And we haven't seen the pair of them since K-9 and Company. Yes. Um, less said about that, the better, really. I was but... say, for reasons best known to the people who've seen it, yes. Yes. Uh, I do think we'll do a commentary for that one one day. But <laughs> Yes, we will have to. We will have to. Yes. Tony to that as well. Yes, indeed. But um, yeah, so it, it was so nostalgic, and I, I, I've got to admit, even now, I know what happens in the episode, but I think even now, when Canine volunteers to stay behind, yes, to, to blow up the uh, the oil, um, a lump in the throat. I, I do. I'm not kidding. I do. It does. You know, does it does sort of get get the old lump in the throat? I really, really yeah. do. I think it's such a. Um, and also, so when the dots sell you good dog and he's affirmative, and he wags his tail and his ears move. Huh. And yeah, so then when the doctor leaves him, you just get that. I think it's the music as well because he sort of trundles off to his fate, doesn't he? So he yeah. gets closer to the to the oil to blow it up. So yeah, and also Sarah Jane's reaction as well. Yeah. So oh, well, we're just a silly old tin dog, and then sort of bursts into tears. So it's um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's quite weird how you sort of put. Fans sort of get attached to this little, this well, radio-controlled prop, basically, isn't he? So, but I think it's invested with a lot of life. I think, but I think basically by John Leeson. Yeah, but that's probably more 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 to the point. But uh, but it's just good to see it back in the um, back in the show again. Also, realised a bit better as well when it gets into a fight with the Crillitones. And I think a lot of that's got to do with the photography and the direction because there's a lot yeah, of the this, angles they got for the yeah. Because he's sort of whizzing round, isn't he? He's sort of firing off the laser, yeah. and it's sort of like when you're a kid, um, you, you looked at Kane. I thought, hey, he's got a laser and everything. When you watch the DVDs now, you sort of think it does look a bit pants, really, because half the time the laser beam didn't actually line up to the gun, did right. it? So, um, and he and he trundle along at such a slow pace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> about running by now. <laughs> So it, it was just good to see him done. Well, trip with a bit more re- sort of. I, I, I sort of imagine that's what they wanted to achieve back in the seventies. Yeah, with him really, they sort of done him justice now. So I was, I was really quite. It's still, I still, you know, um, that bit when he's shooting the creator. I still love that scene, and I still, the, you know, the the bit of the when the doctor says goodbye to him in the kitchen. Yeah. It still, it still gives me a lump in the throat. I don't, I really don't mind admitting that to be honest. I really don't, but uh, um, but I say getting back to Anthony Head, who I thought was absolutely brilliant in this. I think he played yeah. it just about right, didn't he? I'd actually forgot because because when you think about this episode, think back, it is the fact that it's Miss Slade and K Nine back into it, yeah, and whatever. You actually, it is watching it again. You you start to appreciate his performance in this. Yeah, and you're not watching it now with the oh, you know, there she is and whatever. Yeah, yeah. but you are just watching it for the episode. And it is and yeah, he's he's completely creepy in this, but actually and threatening. Yeah. Now, uh, do you remember at the time a lot of people said that um, they should make him the master? Yeah. 
And based on that performance, I, w- I would have said yes at the time. Yeah. And I still say yes now. I think they should have done it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much. Yeah, I'd like to see a master like that now. Yeah, a bit more cool and cal- rather than this manic version. I'm not, it's, yeah. and again, it's got nothing to do. Finally, we start getting letters. Um, it's got nothing to do with the fact that the you know the master is now a woman. It's got nothing to do with that. Oh, no, I refer you back to all our opinions of John Sims master yes, as well. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's the whole manic, yeah. insane thing. Um, I, I mean, I, just just the scene yeah. in this around the swimming pool. Yes, but nothing is happening. No, but you, uh, but in you're terms totally, of action, you're but totally transfixed, just, aren't you? Between those two, those two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of scenes in this. Um, I like the scene with Doctor and, the Doctor and Sarah Jane in the cafe. Yeah, when talk- I mean, get, get, getting back to that, yeah. have, you, have you watched the commentary? No, I haven't. No, because no. David Tennant talking about the scene in the swimming pool and that. So he was actually going to play it a lot more. Not not jokey, but a lot more light-hearted. Yeah. All the stuff about, you know, I've lived so long and had so much mercy in, when I was younger yeah. and all this yeah. sort of stuff. He goes, but such was Anthony Head's performance. He said, no, I had to start, I had to really go go for it there, just because otherwise it would have looked, a doctor would have looked feeble against him. Exactly, yeah. And he was great. And that, and that bit as well, when he's trying to um, convince the doctor to join him. Yeah. That with the Skasis paradigm, he, he can actually sort of reshape the universe. He can, he can. Sarah Jane will always be young; she'll never die. Um, he can bring back the Time Lords. Yeah, you know, use it for good. And do you know, for one moment, you could always sort of like see the Doctor sort of yeah, okay, because his he, his performance is so convincing. Yeah, you think yeah, okay, then you know. It's, <laughs> of course, the Doctor's never going to do that because you know he's, he's the bad guy. But um, but one thing oh, I I mean, I mean, here we go. Here we've got a here we've got a. The doctor being given a proposition by somebody of how he could, by somebody who's evil, giving him something that he could use for good if he wanted to. Yeah. Just like we've just had in Death in Heaven. We have. But at least this one made more sense. The one in yes. Death in Heaven made absolutely no sense no. whatsoever. You know, an army no. of Cybermen just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I. It, <laughs> You could see that being like a, a viable proposition to the Doctor because he's the he's the the last one of his race, and you could always see the look on Tennant's face, the way he plays it is that he's he's tempted. Yeah, he's slightly tempted. You know he's never going to do it, but you know he's slightly tempted there. Um, and but, it's where then you needed Sarah Jane to be saying no. Yeah, everything has its time. Yeah, everything everything sort of um, the one person standing there who knows that more than anybody else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's the thing that um, everything so everything ends. I think it's even yeah. more point knowing now that she's not with us. Yeah, as well that when she said that line, like, that really sort of hit home for me. To be yeah. honest, it really did. But the um, I did one thing I'd completely forgotten about the first time you see Anthony Head when he sees or the Mister Finch character, I should say, when he sees that girl on her own in the corridor, and so you know she's an orphan. Ah, oh, no one to miss you. Yeah, no, oh, no wonder you've been sent to me. Yeah, and then he eats her. Yeah, I mean that was the I completely forgotten about that. That was the thing. Um, was when we was watching um, Forest. Some said about Forest of the Night, saying, "Oh well, of course you knew nothing was going to happen to the children because they're not going to kill any children in Doctor Who." And they do that right <laughs> in the opening scene <laughs> in the, this one, you know. And you think to yourself, "Hmm, perhaps this isn't a darker. This isn't a darker series than we've had before." Yeah, I thought was... you actually take the deaths in this episode. Yeah, if you presume that all the, the other teachers have, have been eaten as well. 
Well, they they sort of just sort of left, didn't they? A lot of the teachers, but the, well, no, no, well, they were the, at the end, weren't they? But the yeah. lot of them got re- the, one, the ones that remained in the end in the scar staff yeah. staff room were all eaten. Uh, we did, presume, yeah, I'm assuming so. But uh, actually, the, the, the and even even that the when Mister Finch comes back to his office and he's picking at his teeth, yeah, after him, <laughs> yeah, that's just um, didn't have to say anything. It wasn't wasn't anything. There wasn't a big thing to it. It was just the. Well, the thing is, I, I, I was thinking to myself, they'd never do that now, killing a child at the beginning. But I thought, well, maybe no. Moffat... Well, no, Moffat hasn't, has he? No. But yeah, but, but it just that did strike me, because that was one of the comments saying about why Forest of the Night wouldn't work, because you'd, you had no fear of... You had the drama, no... and it wasn't there, because you didn't see any of the kids being killed. Well, the kids you, could, you couldn't then... see them kill any of the kids. No. Um, in it. So you knew they was all going to be safe. Yeah, and so I know, there was no drama. But I know the, we, yeah. we we talked about this one before, but I mean there were never any real jeopardy in that story, were they? Mm. You know, we, no, not at all. But you thought, well, that's because they're kids, and the BBC won't kill kids in a kids program. Yeah. But go back but, a few years, yeah. and they did. Yeah, they didn't care. Let's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kick off with one. Yeah. Sodom, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the credits. Let's have well, a go. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the the, the sort of the thing that. Um, I so said, Anthony Head played it right. The the other people playing the sort of the, the, the Krillatane teachers were a little bit, and I hate using this word connected to Doctor Who, but a little bit pantomime villain. It was so obvious they were up to no good. I know Anthony Head was creeping around the um, uh, creeping around, looking very sinister. But when he introduced his first scene with Sarah Jane, yeah, when he walks it, he's very charming. Yeah, um, and there was nothing really sinister about him at all. There really, no. You know, so um, I think he played it right. He played. He, he knew what to do in front of, you know, strange or people not connected to the school. But yeah. I think the other actors playing the Krillatane teachers were a little bit, I'm evil sort of sort of acting. Guy, a lot of stare, right, yes. lot of staring, and you know things yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, yeah. And I've, I just one thing I've got the, the uh, of course we have the um, midway through when Mickey calls Rose with his evidence, you get the gratuitous torchwood alert, don't you? Yes, which I've forgotten about in this episode. So, and that, that's fair enough. That was the the uh, the arc of this series, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, but I think other scenes that I mean, even now makes the hairs stand on the on the on the back of my neck because um, that's basically really where I've got any hairs left now. Um, is when Sarah finds the TARDIS. I was going to say yeah, that 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 the swimming pool with uh, Anthony Head and scene and then. Uh, and before that, this the scene where you just see her opening the door, looking, and then suddenly, what 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 would scare her that much? Mm. Almost wasn't it uh, yeah. to get out again? It was just that scene, and then then turn around and he's just standing there. Yeah, see it. Yeah, brilliantly. I, I, it's a brilliant scene. It really. I'd say it's, um, it's the it's the look on her face when she see you see, you hear the TARDIS hum and she sort of yeah. stops running and just sort of stares in absolute shock. Yeah. Um, I say he still makes things on the back of my neck stand up. It's so yeah. so well so well done this story. I think it really is. I just think it's just really enjoyable. It, it could have been really easy to got bogged down in a lot of sort of show history, but it doesn't. It neatly it sort of references it, but at the same time doesn't dwell on it. No. Which I think is really good. And yeah, it, it's got it's it, yeah, it's a reasonably quick working story. But it has just got some standout pieces of dialogue and interaction between it characters in it. Yeah, that rises it up from raises it up from a run of the mill episode. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he really does. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, actually, there's another weak bit as well as when um, to disconnect the kids from you know un- un- oh, just pulls out the just pulls out the plug. I know it's meant to be a little jokey thing. I think yeah. really as, as, to, as to why does nobody ever do was wasn't the the explanation given then is whenever you watch these programs you always think to yourself well why don't they just pull out the plug <laughs> yeah exactly this is exactly so, what they did so as as a as a joke it works but I think as as a, a resolution yeah perhaps it wasn't quite such a such a grand idea I don't know well I suppose because it wasn't necessarily it, had that just been the resolution then it would have been really poor because it was just to get the kids out so that you could have the resolution happening with K9 yeah that's it that's it yeah it was really um, I, I think they didn't sort of dwell too much on child actors in this one either which I think was a a, 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 a good, good thing, thing considering yes. you had that that many children set in a school yeah you, you didn't need uh, too much. You just said the basically. You just said the three kids, didn't you? That that worked, and yeah. that they just they just did it. They did enough, didn't they? Without trying to cram too much for them to do. No, that's it. That's it. But what do you think of the whole thing of the sort of the Crudotones using children because of their they've got imagination to sort of to unlock uh, it? I think I don't think that's, that's yeah. such a bad idea. I'd quite like that actually. Yeah. Using this oil to sort of sort of give them a bit of a spark, as it were. On the, on the intelligence yeah. front, and yes, yeah, they'd make they could make connections that perhaps people with a regimented that have been over-educated and over-taught, so to think, would wouldn't make leaps like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I did. Um, I did. Yeah, I did. I didn't mind that at all, actually. No. To be honest, no. I mean, I, mean I like I like the story. I think I think the story would would work. This this, this could have this episode could have worked fine without Sarah Jane. Which um, it could have done, but I think it made it. With, 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 just, with just Anthony Head and against David Tennant, perhaps you could have given them a bit more to play against each other, and it yeah. would have worked. And it'd have been a good, it'd have been a decent story. The fact yeah. that you then put Sarah Jane and K Nine into it as well raises it. It raises it up, doesn't to, it? To, to, to another level. Yeah, I think so. And makes I mean, it well, purely. I forgot, well, I forgot this one was written by Toby Whithouse, wasn't it? Yes, uh, and I. Personally, think this is. I know you're a big fan of the God Complex, which he which he also wrote. But I think yeah. this is this has been his best script for Doctor Who. I think. I think it's got a real good balance of. You know, it's just a fun episode to watch. It's got a right element of menace to it. Um, it's got a right level of humour. Um, it's some fantastic dialogue. Yeah. Um, for for everyone. It, it is the, the dialogue. FC it is, yeah. As well. It's interesting because he also wrote a turn called Mercy. I know you're particularly fond of the 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 scene between the Doctor and I can't remember Adrian Scarborough's character's yeah. name in that. But again, it's that it's those little two hander scenes. He, he seems, seems to, be to write. Good at, he yeah. does, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, if he if he if he could, because sort of, I know sort of maybe make a good showrunner. Yeah, in, in the God Complex, you've got the conversation between the Doctor and David Walliams' character when oh, he says about... Oh, giblis, isn't it? Or giblis, yeah. yeah. About, you know, sort of saying that the, their cowardice is not a, is not a weakness. It's, a, it's, it's something more than that. It's almost evil, isn't it? Oh, what do you call it? It's, it's sly. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it was... It, it, yeah, it was um... So, so, yeah, so I, th- I think, he, I think what he has proved is that he can write very good little bit scenes between two people. Yeah, that's right. That get you really working on the story. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, 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 
you know, I can't fault the dialogue or the writing of this story whatsoever. No. I really can't. Again, I don't know how much of this that um, RTD rewrote, as he was often, and a lot of them I want to do, um, um, showrunners. I'm not actually too not, sure, but... Not massively, Matt, because uh, Toby Whitehouse is on the commentary as well. Oh, right, okay. And he says, actually, the, the one change that RTD... He originally set it, it was actually going to be set in an army camp. Oh, right, okay. Um, the idea for it. Yeah. And he said no. <clears throat> RCD said no, said it in a school. Mm. So that's why, that's when it changed to that. But the idea generally of the aliens that were building people up mm. was, well, was it, yeah, different. Yeah, it probably made more sense with, with children, really. It, it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't imagine it actually is. No, you can't, can you, really? That. No. So, um,. I think I think one of the things that does the only thing that sort of shows its age now is some of the CGI, which I think at the time probably looked really good, um, but now I think it's beginning to show its age a little um, bit. It's it's still not bad though. It's not bad. Um, it's just when you get close ups of the Krillotanes themselves, it, it it doesn't look that great now. Yeah. To be honest, but I mean that's the thing. It, it's I don't like knocking shows for special effects because it's always of its day, isn't it? Better than the reindeer. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's about the Christmas specials. Always seems to have a bit shonky effects sometimes. They did that with Doctor Wood and the Wardrobe, didn't they? Yeah. Just looked looked like stop motion rather than CGI. It was it was peculiar. I say I'm not a fan of stop motion because I am because I love the old Ray Harryhausen films and whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, no, but, I quite liked it, and I think it yeah. quite worked. I think it quite. Getting back to the the canine shooting, yeah. them, I think that scene worked. It when did. they come down the corridor, I quite like that. Yeah, yeah, that that was quite good actually. Yeah, you're right. But you said when you got close ups, it didn't look yeah. that 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 fantastic. But as I say, the one it, where the head sort of comes towards the camera, it didn't work so well. No, it didn't. It didn't. But again, I, so I don't really like knocking special effects too much because it was good for its day. Yeah, you're and, there with what, you, what you've got, haven't you? Exactly. So, yeah, you can't do any better than what you have. So, it's always been the criticism of, of classic car, all the special effects were crap. We thought, well, no, that's what they had to work with. That's all they yeah. could do with the budget and the materials, etc., etc. But there really was no excuse for the Merca. No. No. Or for, or for the clam monster in Genesis of the Daleks either. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. It's, it was it seemed, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but it obviously didn't pay off. But uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to look. This, I'm not going to. No, no. It's, no. It's, it's actually, I actually quite like it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I, I really do like this episode. I really do. And and let's be honest, there's quite a few divisive episodes coming up in this uh, series, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but as but I think as a, a return to, and I'm actually glad this is the episode we got to to return uh, to the retrospective. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked to re- return to this retrospective with an episode we didn't like. No, to be honest, <laughs> this is not the reason we've been putting it off. No, it's not. It's not. We just had so many other things because I think the new series yeah. started, and and um, and I think we we got into our uh, what's we call it our sort of in, in a groove with like big finish as well last year, didn't we? Yeah. So we sort of. Um, Went towards that a bit more. Yes, so it's, I, I think that uh, just about it from me. Actually, is there anything else you want to? No, no. I think this was yeah. This yeah. was pretty much there. Pretty much there. A good, a good episode to to, to come back to. So, and, I mean, the good thing was that it was a good episode for to have Sarah Jane come into. It was. Yeah. Do you, do you imagine if they'd have actually brought her and K9 back into a shockingly bad episode? 
Yeah, I know. I know. How, how would that have? Yeah, that tainted memories. No, it would. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think the whole. And would we have got the spin-off? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I think the whole thing of of I think there's so much fan love for Sarah Jane. Yeah. Uh, I think no matter how bad the episodes might have been, I think you know the fact that Liz Sladen was in it. No, but it, sh- you know. it showed there was a future for her character. Oh, it did. That's what I'm saying. It, it was. The yeah. fact, I don't think it would have mattered if the episode was good or bad. I think because because yeah. it is Sarah Jane. I think mm. they would have been the spin-off series regardless. Mm. I really do. But, uh, but anyway, there we go. There we go. So, what are we going to do next? <laughs> what question. are we going to do next? <laughs> what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Um, should we do a big finish next? Uh, yeah, can do. Let's do a big finish. Um, because <laughs> we, we could do a target novelisation, but we need a bit more time to... Just to read. To read it, yes. Yeah. So let, let's, let's, do a, um, let's do a big finish next. Um, yes. We don't know what yet. We don't know keep, what. We'll keep you keep guessing. Keep your eye on the Twitter feed and the Facebook page, and we'll tell you. Indeed, in indeed. We shall let you know. Anyway, until next time, we'll be back with something from Big Finish. It is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.